This is Michael Nash, and welcome back to another episode of Selling the Sage Way. Personally, I've spent the majority of my career selling and managing sales teams focused on large account sales, also known as enterprise sales. Although the sales cycles tend to be a bit longer and the risks higher, I always love the challenge of working with the largest and most iconic companies in the world. Over the years, my teams have closed hundreds of six, seven, and yes, even eight-figure deals at companies like Microsoft, General Electric, Walmart, Amazon, Wells Fargo Bank, Coca-Cola, Salesforce, and so on. It's through that direct experience I've learned, in order to be successful selling to these super large and complex organizations, you have to match your solutions to their buying process. This segment of the market has some unique buying characteristics, and if you decide to go after it, you must have the right selling motion. As I've shared in the past, selling B2B SaaS solutions has become increasingly challenging for multiple reasons. One of the main culprits driving this challenge has to do with the sheer increase in the number of buyers involved in a typical B2B SaaS purchase. Recent industry research shows the number to be in the 6 to 10 range and growing for global 5,000 size accounts. Regardless of the number of buyers involved in the decision process, we know three outputs to be true. One, the complexity and risk of the opportunity increases. Two, the decision cycle lengthens. And three, the close rate decreases. So this is pretty obvious, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist or Elon Musk to figure out. However, to successfully navigate this new buying dynamic, there are a few key changes we need to make as professional sellers. First, we must be hyper-disciplined in our deal qualification process. We cannot run the risk of becoming either single or double-threaded on a few key decision makers and believe we have a qualified deal worth pursuing. Navigating the who part of the decision process is even more critical as the number of decision makers increases. One misstepped or misperson in the process can at best slow down a deal and at worst blow it up. I know because I've been there and it's not a place I want you or any of my friends to go. Part of what I teach and coach salespeople on is how to have the conversational intelligence to inspire the buyer to share all the key people involved in the buying process early in the sales cycle. I also truly believe it's a salesperson's responsibility to ask the buyer questions the buyer has not asked themselves so we can identify all the potential people involved in the buying process. For example, if the buyer does not say the CFO needs to sign off on a potential deal, it's your responsibility to bring that person to roll up and ask, hey, I noticed you didn't mention your CFO needs to sign off. You're probably right, but my experience with other customers making this level of investment is that's usually not the case. So have the seller confirm, but keep asking and verifying. Secondly, and I've learned this over the years from thousands of transactions, that people buy for their reasons and not ours, not the seller's. It's imperative that we figure out what those reasons are and then have the business acumen to articulate how our solutions map back to those reasons, so much so that the buyer's motivated to discover how your solution can deliver them a better future. When you're dealing with one or two decision makers, it's not very difficult to figure out each person's reasons for potentially investing in your solution. As such, qualifying their needs and crafting your solutions to address those needs is fairly simple. For this reason, segments such as SMB or mid-market typically have shorter sales cycles and higher close rates. They also tend to have higher churn rates, but that's a different story for another day. So as the decision team increases in size with the tipping point around six people, how you sell must change because how these buying teams make decisions and purchase is different. There are books written on this that go back 25 plus years, but let me try to net out a couple of critical nuggets. First, we need to understand buyers still buy for their personal reasons. 
When they're part of a larger buying group, however, their personal reasons need to collectively integrate with the others involved in the decision. In other words, how do you get a VP of service, CIO, director of IT, legal procurement, and the CFO all on the same page? After all, they represent different parts of the business, may have cultural differences, and likely have different buying criteria. In fact, some of them may not even like one another. You can see why this is really tough for sellers to navigate, especially when we're outside the company looking to influence within. I'll share two critical selling success factors that will increase your odds of closing the deal and put you closer to the enviable status of trusted advisor. First, you need to identify, develop, and support your champion through the buying process. You'll need someone on the inside who has the will and skill required to navigate internally and drive the group's decision. This person's not easy to find, and it's not always obvious by title or rank. Brett Adamson and Matthew Dixon, authors of The Challenger Customer, do a thorough job of qualifying and identifying how to find and support this person. Secondly, you need to create an overarching theme to the value slash change your solution will provide that everyone on the buying team can support and rally behind. Again, each person on the buying team will have their own personal reasons for saying yes, but to sell effectively to a buying group, we must create a collective vision. Let me provide a real-world example. A few years back, while I was leading the service cloud sales team at Salesforce, we were working with a company called Univar, which is the country's largest distributor of industrial chemicals. Think of them as the Federal Express of B2B chemical distribution. They're a one-stop shop that enables world-class chemical suppliers to sell and distribute their products to companies within industries such as oil and gas, agriculture, energy, mining, pharma, water treatment, etc. We were working with a decision-making team across sales, service, IT, marketing, finance, and procurement. Multiple people from each line of business probably 12 to 15 total were involved in the decision, and each had their own personal reasons for potentially wanting to buy Salesforce to replace their legacy applications. Fortunately, we were able to navigate the buying process and find a person we would develop as our champion and change agent. He happened to be the CIO, and he had the will, skill, and political moxie to navigate the broader organization towards the decision. Through learning the challenges of the overall business and the impact to Univar's customers, we collectively came up with a vision of bringing Amazon-like B2C service to Univar's B2B business. That vision involved in the, into the collective value vision the CIO utilized to get the other decision makers on board. It summarized for everyone at Univar what they were trying to achieve as a business regardless of each person's specific role or place on the org chart. Soon thereafter, we were able to successfully negotiate a very large multi-year agreement that was a win for both parties. So let's quickly review what's critical when selling to the enterprise segment. Number one, you have to be hyper-disciplined on your deal qualification process and ensure you know who all the key decision makers and influencers are early in the sales cycle. They all must be qualified properly. Number two, identify and support your champion. This must be the right person. Picking the wrong horse here will certainly quell your chances for a deal. And number three, come up with a collective value vision that spans across the entire decision-making team. So that's it for today's episode of Selling the Sage Way. I hope you found it valuable. And don't forget, as a sales professional, time is the only commodity you own, so utilize it wisely.